0: The fact that they are coming is better than them not coming.
1: Guys, this is level 171, just what the doctor ordered. That's right, we are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the geekscape.network. Do you, you remember me? You miss me?
0: Uh, I I'll barely re- remember you.
1: It's been a couple of months since I've been on. Has it been, been that back? long?
0: Jeez. Yeah. We've released so months. many episodes on time since you've been away.
1: I know. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. But I'm, I'm back. I am back to completely disrupt the workflow, uh, the laminar flow. Um, that has, never mind, And, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I am Shane O'Hare and just with the doctor order, the doctor ordered seven cavities filled. So you had afternoon. seven
0: cavities filled? Why do you have so many cavities?
1: Uh, because the last how time, like te- how many, like, well, how the, many teeth the, do you la- have? The last time I saw a dentist, I think President Bush was in office.
0: That is a long time. Why, why did you wait so long?
1: Um, didn't hurt
0: didn't hurt i mean by the time it hurts it's too late
1: yeah so like i went in for a cleaning they're like hey do you want to get this done i'm like sure (laughs) do you want to get seven cavities filled right now yeah like sure why not um the uh the the local anesthetic um made me hypoglycemic i threw up and passed out
0: (laughs) sounds like a shame thing to do
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then they um um but when i told them they're like have you had braces i'm like no, like your teeth are perfectly spaced. Jenny, Jenny, come over here. Look at his teeth. I'm like, <laughs> why? What's wrong? He's like, look at him. He's like, he's never had braces. Oh, <gasps> oh, really? Oh, they're they're beautiful. I'm like, thank you. Um, now, I can still smell can the just, vomit.
0: Now, if you can just stop them from rotting away, you'll be back yeah. in business. They're
1: like, when was the last time have you been into the dentist? And I'm like, I, uh, I don't know, two thousand, two thousand four, two thousand six. They're like, oh, you should have a lot more cavities. I'm like, uh, okay. All right, well, let's fix the ones we have now, and um,
0: <laughs> I'll start working uh, on those next ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and that's Derek Kindervelt right there. Hey there. Yeah, hey there. Hi there, remember, hi there. Remember me? Yeah. Um, we usually put stuff in the background, don't we? I haven't I done think this.
0: That we shouldn't worry about that right now. Let's watch Ghostbusters. Uh, so Derek, what have
1: you been playing the last couple of weeks?
0: Uh, since last week, um, yeah, pretty much the same stuff as last week so i've put a bunch more time into spider-man and uh a bunch more time though i was intending to put very little time into it it's one of those games where it's you're just i'm like okay i'm just gonna play for half an hour like i'm just gonna wind down before bed after work whatever and then two and a (laughs) half hours goes by and you're like i need to go to bed right now because it's midnight and i work in six hours or whatever um You'll we'll wind so... down with
1: some some high adrenaline web slinging action. Just you know, kind of ease <laughs> things off. Well, but I yeah. mean,
0: it's it's so like it's it's very like it can be quite relaxing. It can't like just swinging around the city. And I feel like in those session, like in those sessions where it's like, oh, I'm just going to play for a little bit. Like I like I'm. I think my percentage is at. It's like I'm somewhere between fifty and sixty percent complete, and I feel like I've barely done any story missions. But there's almost nothing else left on the map at this point. Mm. Like, like the, I kind of, shouts explained out
1: Angry, week. sorry, shouts out Angry Bananas. Carlos is in the chat. I miss you, hey, Carlos. Carlos.
0: Hello. Um, but yeah, like I, usually I don't care whatsoever, and I'm kind of parroting what I said last week, but I don't care about collectibles at all. And the collectibles here are things like, uh, uh, like backpacks that Peter's left around the city like in high school and they have cool stuff in them and and he has kind of cool voice quips and there's these research stations that are kind of like little tiny missions Um, but of course each of those things that you collect gives you basically a currency that you can spend on upgrading your uh, your suit gadgets or changing your suits themselves which come with a new power and whatever and even stuff like I've never opened the photo mode in a game I keep like pausing trying to pause it at the perfect moment so I can take like a cool fucking screenshot and why the? I, I I don't care I don't look at them, <laughs> but I want to take them, and that's never happened before. Um, it's fabulous. It is. I, I I don't know how many hours I've played it for now, but it's fucking wonderful. And as soon as we are done here, I'm probably going to go and play it some more. And uh, did
1: um did you hear what um about the um the voice recording, like the little Easter egg they did with the I, voice recording?
0: I did. Yeah. The how it's it's like everything's been recorded twice, and and whether or not. Like, like the voice recording will be different depending on whether or not Peter is exerting himself essentially. Um, and then uh, it's one of those things where once you read it, you, you like every single time you're like, oh, like he's exerting himself right now. So he sounds slightly out of breath. Like you just can't, yeah. it's like once you see the arrow in the FedEx logo and that's all you ever see again. Um, oh. <laughs> it's very much, it's very much like that. Uh, did you,
1: did you know that, that, that the arrow exists in the FedEx logo, even in Arabic uh, because, uh, but it's going the other direction because it's from right to left.
0: I did not. That's pretty awesome. There you go. There you go. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think... I th- it's Spider-Man. It's great. It's It's got to be the best Spider-Man game. And I can't stop playing it. And it's so cool. And it's so pretty. And the screenshots are super cool. And... The story seems super cool. It really got me. And one of the things they did in the U.S., but not Canada, but I from what I've from what I've read, the you open up the you open up the disc, and there's like a month uh or not open up the disc open up the package open up the case there's a month code for a month of marvel unlimited um which i think is so genius because the the biggest like as soon as i started playing this game i was like i want to read some spider-man and uh in canada did not come with this code so i just had to pay for marvel unlimited and i haven't actually used it again yet um but i want to um so they are really uh yeah it's if its job is to sell copies of games, to to sell copies of comic books, or digital subscriptions to comic books, um, well, I fell for it. So, Spider Man's great. Other than that, uh, I've been talking about it. Actually, no, I don't think I because I just downloaded it again this week. Uh, I talked about wanting to play it again after going to the Bethesda event at PAX because they were showing off new cards and new, um, just like the new expansion for the game. But I started playing a little bit of Elder Scrolls Legends again. Um, i was very happy to learn down at pax that because i I played it when it was in beta and i really really enjoyed it i really loved the fact that there's like a story mode and kind of a campaign as well so you're not just forced to just jump right into multiplayer like you can actually um and then the ai versus the ai it's not just practice matches for no reason like there's actually a story that you go through that keeps you invested in playing the single player game um and the single player element's not super long, but it's it's like you're not paying anything for the game at that point. It's totally totally free to pay free to play there. Um, but I uh, gave that another download. I've been playing it a little bit. It's really hard to remember how to play and how to be good. So I'm I, I was try- trying to find a way to like reset my account so I could start from the beginning again. And... You, are, you are
1: you you are never good.
0: <laughs> I mean, prob- probably not. not. Um, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't seem like there's a way to do that but you can always go back to the beginning missions and kind of learn the mechanics again which I think I might need to do because I'm just playing like skirmishes and I am losing about 75% of them at this point but um, when I played previously in beta the game was only on like PC and iPad specifically and it is now moved on to phones so it's now available on iPhone Android phones as well the I wondered because it kind of it it's a little bit the playing field's a bit bigger than like in hearthstone which works quite well on a phone um, it's kind of played across two lanes and those lanes have different effects and whatever but um, it's a bigger game and i wondered how it would work on a smaller screen but it seems to work quite well like it never feels cramped um, the ui has been adjusted uh, in ways that make sense for that smaller display um, you can always just like f- like the cards are obviously very small uh, but you just hold your finger on it and it will pop up in an, like a larger version of that card in an area where your finger is not currently touching so you can read it very easily and all that sort of thing um they're doing these like like even though like it's super smart (laughs) and it's got to be a mobile game thing but they do like the daily rewards where if you just open the game every day like you'll get like some shards that i don't really know what they do or oh now you've They
1: they do that in monster hunter too
0: oh do they yeah um or it's like now you've logged in five days in a row so you can have a free pack or whatever and then it's like oh maybe i'll just play a game while i'm in here like it's so fucking like i'm just doing exactly what they want me to do uh, <laughs> uh, but it's great it's a lot of fun i even um because i've i hope to get more comfortable with the game again and then start playing potentially like playing playing online get some friends in the game so um at work I've been like, Oh, you like elder scrolls? Like you should try this game out. And one of my coworkers texted me and they're like, Oh, this game's like fucking dope. Like I can't stop <laughs> <Fuck> playing. <you. laughs> it. Uh, yeah. And so that is the main other game I've been playing. Um, I thought that I was going to be playing some artifact this week because down at PAX, if you played the game, uh, which I did, which I really enjoyed, talked about a bunch. And uh, there's about a 2,500 word article about my time with the game up on geekscape.net. Um, but uh, when you played the game at PAX, you've got a copy of the game as well. And that also include- includes beta access to the game. So I downloaded Steam on my Mac again registered the code <laughs> expecting to be able to download and play the game um, but the beta hasn't started yet <laughs> and so I' was so disappointed because I kept I've been bringing my like I'm, I've been bringing my computer to work so I can work on some stuff and I was and then one day I like brought the card that had the code with me and I'm like I'm setting this up at lunchtime and then <laughs> I couldn't do anything with it um, so the beta apparently starts actually in October um, which will be largely ruled by the fallout 76 beta so I don't know how much artifact I'll actually get to but I'm very excited for it. I kind of feel like I'm playing the Elder Scrolls Legends because I couldn't play Artifact, and it'll probably fall by the wayside once that game actually comes out. Um, but they're both really good. Um, if there's room in your lives for two trading card games, those should be them. Shane, <laughs> I think you should download Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, it's free to play. It's really good. There's a cool story. It's tactical.
1: So there's actually... um uh- I haven't really been playing games. I've been setting up projects to work on. And one of them is getting I've um, got a
0: project for you, actually. What is it? If you could download Elder Scrolls Legends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I'm putting a note. Elder Elder Scrolls Scrolls led, led Legend Legends. Got it. Got it. Um so um it's been it's been a while. Oh, i have already made that joke before. Um yeah. since I've been on. Uh you have been oh, we made that joke too. And um Uh, I've been getting into a lot of like more retro computing and like looking at, um, like the history of, you know, different, um, uh, computers throughout the eras like the, the, you know, IBM PC junior and like all these other iterations, the Tandy and like how just like history of these like older, um, systems. Can I I ask
0: you a totally unrelated question and interrupt you as well? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, have you watched Halt and Catch Fire?
1: No, that's on my list. It's
0: so fucking good. I feel like yeah. if that is the if that is what you're into right now, if that's the stuff you're into, you'd like eat that show up.
1: That's that's what I have always not get been any into.
0: projects done because you'd be busy watching the show.
1: Well, uh, one of the projects is uh, to watch
0: to watch *Halt and Catch Fire*. Uh, no,
1: one of the projects is set up a a, a very particular media server that I'm going to okay. talk about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I've always been into like the old retro computers. My dad used to build IBM real um, to real uh, supercomputers like way back in the day. Wow, well, that's um, pretty so- cool. So we always had a computer, and I was like, I could I could DOS before I could ride a bike. I could I could run a C prompt before I could ride a bike. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, still can't
0: ride a bike. But uh,
1: well, you know. I'm, excuse me, hon. Let's let, excuse me. I, I I'm looking at three motorcycles right now. Okay,
0: can you actually not ride a bike? I was just kidding.
1: I can ride a motorcycle.
0: What about a bicycle, like with pedals? That's
1: that's that's that's, that's, fi- that's a project. That's a physical. That's no, a I can. ride. I can I can ride a, okay. I can ride a right. bike. Okay. I can ride a bike. Um, so um, so I've been looking into you know just the history of stuff. But one one video essay that came up, uh, like in a um, um, like suggested video was there's a YouTube channel called the Gaming Historian, and he has like a one like one and a half hour video on the history of Tetris. Um, and I had a real cursory knowledge of like what went on with Tetris on the history channel um, did like a history of video games. And they spent like a couple minutes talking about Tetris, Mm -hmm. but this is an hour and a half of Tetris. Oh, an hour and and a half
0: specifically just about Tetris.
1: And it is one of the most fascinating stories ever about a Soviet computer programmer that made a game. And it was a game that like left the iron curtain and like there was uh, arguments and fights over the arcade rights, over the home PC rights, over the home console rights, over well, and the then, portable didn't rights. It,
0: didn't it get like it got like I seem to remember unlicensed companies like Tengen and stuff just kept like they would release it even though it wasn't their game. And then it like it also wasn't a certified like Nintendo they, seal of approval game for the NES and stuff like that. Is that correct?
1: They go all in into um, how Tengen, which is um, Atari's Japanese um, company how they got the the rights for it they were sold the rights and they bought the rights but the person who sold it to them didn't have the rights oh shit so so like sega got like the arcade rights they didn't the person who sold it to them it's just really super fascinating story um and it's on the gaming historian he's got a a bunch of really good videos but that one like i i knew a good deal about it but that mm-hmm. really like got me like it was a such a fascinating video um and uh, one of the uh, one of there was a, a, a person who was like a, a brief like secondary character in the story. Uh, he was a, a friend of the the gentleman um, uh, Alexei who created Tetris. He worked over in this uh, psychology department and used it to um, run experiments on addiction uh, because this game was so addicting to people. And um, he only appeared in the story for like ten minutes. And at the end, of, at the end, they have like these cards, like, where are they now? And it's like, oh, Alexi's friend who worked in the psychology department, like he moved to America in 1993 <laughs> with his family and his, um, his, uh, two sons. Two years later, he killed his wife and sons and then killed himself. I was like, what? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like that came out of fucking nowhere. There was like, like no buildup, no preparation. And they just kind of like, let it go. Um. So I've I've been uh, that's a really cool thing that um I've been getting into is like old retro computing and like really weird random um, um, uh, computers and stuff that you don't mm-hmm. think would exist. Like Bandai um had the uh, Japanese release for the Intellivision, so the, there's a difference between the Mattel Intellivision and the Bandai Intellivision. Just okay, you know, real fascinating stuff. But um, Elder Scrolls, I had um I've never played Morrowind. Uh-huh. It, it always, like, creeped me out and, um, it, I don't know, it, just it didn't It creeps up, like, you? Why
0: did it creep you out?
1: Like, everything's green, like, Oh, bl- yeah, yeah, green. Um, but I got this fucking video about this character from Morrowind called dagoth Ur that shows up on my YouTube and for, and he's got the most stellar voice actor on the planet and for some reason, I'm just so enthralled in this guy and <laughs> so I, I called my friend, uh, Dylan who is, like, he, he played Morrowind, like, Fifty thousand times front to back, and he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't remember Dagoth Ur. So I snagged a copy of Morrowind. I'm snagging like HD mods and like upgrade packs, and I'm slowly building like the ultimate Morrowind experience. And I'm going to play it because mm-hmm. this uh, individual, this immortal known as Dagoth um seems uh, pretty cool, and he's also a uh, a boss in um, uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. Okay, you, yeah, he is a defeatable person. But on uh, uh, the last project. I'm working on is this a very particular media server? Uh, there's a program called Sonar with two R's, and it is a way of scheduling, archiving, and indexing um, uh, television torrents. Mm. And I'm going to set it up uh, on a remote server in my house uh, under uh, Ubuntu and get Plex set up. It's a very interesting uh, way of uh, like subscribing to. Um, like TV shows and stuff, and it's all I, automatic.
0: I, I used to have, some, I used to do something similar years ago uh, when I used to torrent stuff because I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like I think it was just called TV torrents back then, and it would build like an RSS feed, and then you would just get a torrent program that supported RSS feeds, and that would check every hour to see if there was th- new things, and then put them into Plex. It, was, it worked. It worked really well back then. It must work even better now.
1: Yeah, th- but this one um, like it'll get um, synopsises and like mm-hmm. it's it's a very like, pretty like Apple TV like interface. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I had an old computer that was sitting here that I was going to turn into the server, and um, like I couldn't get the I couldn't get the fucker to boot. And all these um, all these videos of repairing um, retro computers. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a multimeter and I'm going to go through this this motherboard and oh, see what geez. the problem was. And I found this little, little tiny. Oh, oh. Oh, you're. Oh, uh, uh, there we go. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have moved. I found this little. Oh, am I supposed... yeah, God damn it. Someone bought me a new mic. Um, this little tiny chip, this little socketed integrated circuit, mm-hmm. was like all bejiggered. And I pulled it out and it was like bent up and there was like burnt stuff on it. And I tried to fix it, but it didn't work. And I did some Googling and I found out that it, this. Little chip that I'm holding right here, because you guys can see this, is actually the BIOS for the motherboard. Oh, it's a, yeah. It's a socketed BIOS, which is kind of odd for something nowadays. So there is. Um, so instead of buying a hundred dollar motherboard, I have a thirteen dollar BIOS on its way from DigiKey, and we'll see mm. if we can resurrect this uh, resurrect this machine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm trying to find my dad's old 386. That's somewhere in uh the the banger hanger but that's another project
0: that was my first computer was a 386
1: yeah yeah um oh oh yeah, and there's uh,
0: i had windows 95 and the game of life and that's all i really had oh i played diablo on that as well the first diablo
1: yeah yeah um somebody from arizona is calling me i'm not gonna answer that um there's also yeah, you don't want to answer it live on geekscape games it's probably like we saw you on yelp you want to buy more yelp mm. i don't, I don't want to buy any yelp um there's um in the Sega Saturn um collectible, this is just a real quick brief news story. There's a new um um disk drive replacement that will take SD cards. There's there's two mm-hmm. there's two other um main ones. They're made by this one guy and he's kind of shitty and he doesn't want to like mass produce. He makes them by hand and he's just kind of a shitty person and they go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. But there's a third competitor that's entering the market and basically you just you just take out the the ribbon cable for the disc drive and put this in and just take the SD cards. So it's pretty awesome. Uh,
0: so you, so you could just load the ROMs onto an SD card and it would play yeah, natively.
1: Yeah. Because that's, that's like the big thing with um, Saturn's is that the uh, disc drives failing and getting replacement parts are really, really hard. I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it for, uh, and I've been playing overwatch. There's just a lot of overwatch stuff going on, um, but nothing too stellar. Um Nothing too crazy to, to talk mm-hmm. about, but we had Nintendo fed directly into our veins and our eyes the other day, and it was so
0: and it was a huge one. It was so yeah, big,
1: yeah. It was it was so big. And to <clears> quote <throat> Jonathan London, um, Sony and Xbox just got butt fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you why don't you uh, start us off with the, the first on the list from the? Uh, we'll just go. We'll just, we'll just pound it out. Just real quick. We'll just pound r- just S- right into it.
0: So Destructoid.com handily put together a a quick bullet-pointed list of all of the big news. Destructoid,
1: Um, a subsidiary of Geekscape.net. Oh. uh,
0: Nintendo. uh, So Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out on Nintendo Switch. I didn't didn't realize there
1: was a a second one.
0: Yeah, it was for 3DS. Or just DS? 3DS. It was 3DS. Um, Yeah, it was just a few seconds. Working title, Luigi's Mansion 3. Literally no other information aside from next year. Um, is Luigi's Mansion a big enough series for a dedicate like a new game today?
1: Um, it um it was one of the first games to hit the GameCube. No, 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 and no the 3DS. Pla- the, I think no platinum, like platinum sales. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, i I mean, I'm hyped. That I I love. I have never Mansion. played
0: a Luigi's Mansion game. Dude,
1: they are so
0: fun. I think I even bought it for 3DS. It might even be around my house, but it never got unwrapped.
1: Yeah, the um, it was such a unique like I, the Christmas for the GameCube was just so different, um, and that was such like a uh, it was such a hurdle over the 64. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Luigi's Mansion was dope.
0: I'll have to check it out. I wonder. No, they won't. I was, <laughs> will they give us a way to play the first one if we haven't? But they probably won't. No, mm, they can't. Yeah, go buy a uh, GameCube. I have it actually. There's a GameCube upstairs. I wonder how much a copy of it is. Let's but also, check. we need new controllers because our the analog sticks are
1: Well, terrible. well. Funnily enough, there's going to be a GameCube adapter for the Switch with new uh, GameCube controllers coming but out. But can
0: I use those GameCube controllers on a real GameCube?
1: Yeah, that's why you need the GameCube adapter. Do they have
0: there... a Smash Brothers logo on it? Yeah. Then I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. That's weird. I but I would just want like I just want a purple GameCube controller that looks like it's from 2001.
1: Yeah, just was... buy it then. Luigi's but with Man- good
0: analog sticks. Maybe I should just take out. I should just replace the analog sticks and the controllers I already have.
1: Luigi's Mansion sealed well, I don't need to sealed. Four, I'm never going to be able to play it if it's 456 Canadian <laughs> pesos. Um Canadian it's pesos. It's looking it's looking like a the player's choice edition pre-owned is about 62 Canadian pesos.
0: Jesus, that's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um anyways, moving on kirby's extra epic yarn is coming to 3ds it's a re-release of 2011's kirby's epic yarn with some new content interesting move to 3ds and not to switch because that that game seems made for switch actually but you need like a pen don't you like i remember yeah yeah like your finger just wouldn't cut it i don't think yeah i guess okay i understand now yeah Um, uh I am gonna skip a bunch of this because a bunch of this is boring. Uh, but new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe—that's a cool announcement. Yeah, it's gonna have um,
1: all like the DLC and the Luigi mode.
0: Uh, yes. Um, there's also a, uh, an update coming this next week. Actually, I guess that's this week now to Mario tennis aces, which I've only played a little bit of, but I've had a blast with. Um, it's a pretty big update. So they're adding a new co-op challenge mode, uh, which will let multiple players take missions on, um, to earn like outfits and stuff like that. They're also adding a bunch of new characters, including Birdo, Shy Guy, Koopa, Paratroopa, and PD Piranha. So you all be playable, all of those characters will be playable in the new update that game is a blast and i i've only played two players so far but i can just imagine like four players on one console would just be unbelievably cool yeah um it's it's way more fun than i expected um and the single player mode is awesome which i'm glad that they added it all because um, a lot of sports games don't have anything like that um new splatoon version 4.0 is coming um Josh, I wish Josh was here to tell you all about that. He's yeah. not, so we'll move on.
1: They're they're uh. <laughs> actually they're they're actually starting to team up with, um, uh, fashion designers to create new uh, gear. And oh uh, no way, that's cool. Tense, I believe Tensa is the first one. It's uh, like black, white, and red is like the motif from that uh, particular designer. So the first pack is already out for okay for that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Which I think I think that's a, a phenomenally smart. Um, decision yeah um, no
0: that is really smart
1: because they 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 embrace that whole like you know uh, health goth the like cyberpunk like streetwear vibe mm-hmm. um and to like team up with those kind of designers is pretty smart
0: mm-hmm. um aside from that this was kind of weird and i don't know how i feel about it but there's uh like nes joy-con style controllers coming out yeah, for like sixty dollars, but you can only use them for the NES games that are only a thing if you're a paid member of the Nintendo Online, and you can't use it with other games. And they're sixty dollars. Did I mention they're sixty dollars? Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, yeah. That's it's
0: so fucking. That is that. It feels very Nintendo.
1: Yeah, that's um. I'm not a, yeah, not a huge fan, fan, of, fan of that. Like, um, why
0: not just, like, they're literally are, like, joy cut, co- like, you, you can even slide them into the console, and it looks so dumb.
1: But that's the only way you could charge them.
0: Oh, is that, why, oh my god, that's <laughs> how you charge them. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I just, like, like, why not just let, like, those are just full-on controllers. Like, let me use them with whatever I want to use them with, if that, like, why not?
1: It's Nintendo, man
0: and 60 like $60 American for uh I don't know it doesn't make any sense. Uh I was excited. I never expected this, but there is a Katamari Damacy remake coming out um both for Switch and for PC. Um it's coming out on December 7th for PC and that was my favorite like one of my favorite PS2 games. And I think there was a couple of good sequels and then they kind of fell apart and uh oh, it's going to be so much fun. And did this, you play? Did you uh, play Katamari back in the day?
1: I did not, but I'm I. am i have always loved the vibe of it. Uh, it's a very easily consumed like let's play game. I like. Yes. uh yeah. I like that. But this next yeah. one has got me so so pumped. Um, there's going to be a new uh, Yoshi's World, like the Yoshi's Woolly World kind of uh, vibe. This is called Yoshi's Crafted World, and Yoshi's Woolly World. So one of my favorite Nintendo sixty four games is Yoshi's story and I have this this vivid this vivid memory of of getting it. And uh me and my mom like hunted all around Anchorage, went to a bunch of different Fred Myers, which is Kroger, found found one. <laughs>
0: Thanks for clarifying that it's Kroger. Shut, shut I, up. I know what that is.
1: Yeah, shut up. And um the we we found a copy and the guy was like, Oh, I've got these extra like Yoshi beanbag characters for pre-orders. Do you want one? And I was and I was a little kid. I'm like, Hell yeah, I do. So like I got Yoshi's story and I got this little beanbag guy. And it was around Easter and it the game was just it it, it, it was so it was so charming. It gave me this weird sense of um, nostalgia as a kid and the the, the nostalgia is the best way I can describe it. Have you ever watched a movie and at the end be like, Man, I'm sad this movie's over? Because like I liked existing in this world. Um, and you had this like when the credits were rolling, you had this like nostalgia feeling for like the first half of the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah. So I had that a lot with like a couple of like um like the like one of the first a- couple of animes I ever saw. Like I was like, yeah. whoa, what is this? This is like crazy. Um so Yoshi Story is one of those like instantly like getting into the game, the music the vibe like all the secrets um how it controlled just how like adorable it was and at the time i was playing it my sister decided to gut her room and like paint it like herself and then like paint all of her furniture and like she built herself a bunk bed and like a dresser and painted everything that sounds safe um well she was high school um and uh so
0: all of a sudden she can engineer a bed
1: engineer a bed engineer engineer
0: I said engineer with an E N.
1: Yeah, like, you don't need a you don't need a, f- a fucking degree from Caltech to make a goddamn bunk bed. You just throw a bunch of two by fours together and put. Say there you go, good to go.
0: It just doesn't sound very safe.
1: She threw me off it a few times. What?
0: Uh, what? Why?
1: So Yoshi story. Uh, <laughs> um, but the smell of fresh paint. The moment I ever smell fresh paint, I instantly get the Yoshi's Story song in my head. I, I get transported back to sitting there with like all these like pieces of furniture in my room drying and I'm playing Yoshi's Story. And Yoshi's wo- Woolly World kind of like just kind of barely did a little, just a little bit of nostalgia pre cum came out with that, like just barely, barely tickled a little bit of out of there. But when I saw this trailer, ah, uh, dude, I flew back 20 years ago. I was in that bedroom. I could smell the paint. I might have been having a stroke. Smelled some toast too. Um, but this has got me so hyped. This is like nostalgia overload. And re- and just remember, like when I got Breath of the Wild and walking into the Temple of Time and crying when the music started playing. This is like I am. This is day one purchase for me. I'm going to play the shit out of this because it, it is. It just reminds me of my my youth. So that's, that's you pretty awesome. yeah. So Yoshi's Crafty World looks amazing. Um, <laughs> There's a company called Asmodee, Asmo, As, As, As Asmodee, and they're bringing a bunch of uh, classic tabletop games like Catan, and Carcassonne, and Pandemic, Munchkin, a um, bunch of tabletop games to the Switch, which I think is pretty, pretty cool.
0: And I have I have a bunch of their ports on, or not their ports, but their digital versions of those games on iPad, and they're usually quite well done. So yeah. I feel like that's a. Um, I still like. I don't know. Like, I, how are you going to play them? Like, is it, are you, is it meant to be played on like a touch, the touch screen? Because I feel like a lot of those games, do they, they just feel like they would be janky with like it docked and you playing with a controller. So, um, we'll see. And then, and then in the other case, like, and then if that's the case where they're meant to be played with touch, that screen's pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> in, in comparison to something like an iPad screen. So it'll be interesting to see how they work. But yeah. the fact that they are coming is better than them not coming yep uh,
1: uh speaking of classic games speaking of coming uh,
0: you're back <laughs> um <laughs> there's a uh, a bunch of final fantasy games coming to switch and also to xbox one uh, but that includes final fantasy 7 um final fantasy 9 final fantasy 12 and final fantasy 10 slash 10 2 um as well of right now this makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> but Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition HD is available on PS4, on Nintendo Switch, and on Xbox One. And so Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD is a console version of the mobile adaptation of Final Fantasy 15. So you can now pay. So Final Fantasy 15 po- pocket edition. It's a mobile game, so it's pretty inexpensive. Um, I think it's free to download, and then you can buy the chapters, and it doesn't add up to a lot. But now you can choose to pay more money <laughs> to play to buy them on a console, even though it's about twice the price of just buying Final Fantasy 15 at this point. But it's HD. <laughs> it's a. It, I mean it. It's it's like bite sized. It, it'll take much less time. So maybe if you don't have a lot of time to play Hi. a hundred plus hour fi- Final Fantasy game. Um,
1: High definition.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, 15 is in like 4K and everything on Xbox One.
1: High definition.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm actually really hyped
1: for Final Fantasy X. That's my favorite Final Fantasy game. Well, I feel like that's
0: my favorite Final Fantasy game. That's
1: my favorite mainline Final Fantasy game. What's your favorite sideline Final Fantasy game? Um, We are going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, Is it Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles? Oh, my God! You know that big, long, very drawn-out story about Yoshi's story?
0: (laughs) You've got another one.
1: I've got another one with Crystal Chronicles. But, uh, yeah, Crystal Chronicles was my favorite GameCube game, and uh, I've never been able to get that, just the, the, the mystique of playing in that world. Just for some reason, that particular Final Fantasy universe just felt so, I don't know, it's that, it's that nostalgia feeling, and I, I just remembered like just throwing hundreds of hours into that game. So I, I've been begging, begging, begging Nintendo forever. Like, give us. How yeah. have you been begging them? Uh,
0: like, are you been sending letters? Yeah, they, emails. They're
1: they're not responding to my to my friendster friend requests anymore. Um, but let us. We could you could sync the 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 3ds up to the Wii. Give us Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles HD. No, okay. Hey, you can you can you can do you can do uh, Crystal Chronicles on uh, the Wii U. Let us do that. No, okay. Well, give us a decent Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on the 3DS because the other two ones were garbage. Oh, you can't. Oh, that's weird. All right, fine. It, it's about time. And this is so cool. So hype for it.
0: So how? I wonder how it'll play out though, because you didn't you you needed the Game Boys to play the GameCube version, right? You, like it, you had information there that was not present on the display.
1: Yes, you had your. So how
0: will that work this time? They haven't revealed it at this point. They right? have not
1: revealed it. So, on, um, you would hook your Game Boy up to the GameCube, use it as your controller. Yeah, there's
0: like a special cable,
1: right? Yeah, the link cable, and um. But it wasn't
0: like a regular link cable. It was like specifically to go to the GameCube.
1: Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, and um, it, um, you had your inventory and spells and gear and stuff like that. Um, So there does seem to be that there's going to be online play from from what I from what I saw in the trailer. Okay, Um, but I just want to play that story mode again. Like playing it by yourself was was really cool. Mm -hmm. So that that those there's there was three things that got me like fully erect um and i've already told you about two of them so let's keep uh let's keep going (laughs) uh
0: can i guess the third one yeah is it? oh it's got to be animal crossing no oh it's got to be the new game freak game
1: uh no uh
0: i don't know then (laughs) Did- is it so? Remember when I was just asking about a Luigi's Mansion remake? There is one coming to 3DS. Um, <laughs> it's not that. So, when I said Nintendo wouldn't do that, they did it uh, before I even knew it existed. Uh, it's also going to have a co-op mode, which is cool.
1: Keep guessing. Um, Keep guessing.
0: What, what is it? City skylines? No. Downwell? No. Damon X Machina? Damon
1: X Machina, Armored Core. <laughs> uh... Uh, spiritual successor, s- still hyped for that. Three full erections on this. Oh, that
0: game, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks pretty cool. And I think
1: we we quickly grossed, glossed, glossed over it, but um, the people who created uh Pokemon Game Freak have a new RPG mm-hmm. that's that takes place in a town and monsters come and attack you. So kind of like uh like a reverse RPG. So that sounds really cool. The art is adorable. Uh, the art is very, very nice. Um, Isabel is coming to Smash Bros. Um,
0: People are freaking out
1: about that. Yeah, the furries are already drawn. Well, I mean, the furries <laughs> already drew a lot of, a lot of uh, stuff of her. But like, it is, it is flooding my feed. Flooding my feed.
0: Uh, and a new Animal Crossing game coming out in, in 2019. Yeah, yeah, and that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be so fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: But that was, that was kind of it for the, uh, the direct.
0: That was a lot. That was a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, that was. And it's, yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot. That was a uh, uh, information bukaki.
0: One, it was something where like I was like, "Oh, Smash comes out in like a month or two. Like it's just going to be all about Smash Brothers." And then they barely talked about Smash Brothers. Like it was just everything else and so much stuff and so much surprise stuff.
1: Um, and
0: those stupid NES controllers. Um.
1: Oh, this just just out there's gonna be a new witcher game coming out in, in october
0: yeah yeah so it came, kind of came out of nowhere so it's called uh it's called Thronebreaker: the witcher tales and so this is a it's supposed to be about 30 hours long so it's a smaller game but it's being uh it basically right from CD Projekt Red, they said Throne ba- Thronebreaker is a single-player role-playing game set in the world of The Witcher that combines narrative-driven exploration with unique puzzles and card battle mechanics. And so essentially from what I've read, the um, the combat, so it's like a full-on RPG, but the combat is going to be played through Gwent. Um, and so this was originally, I think, because back like a year ago or so they had announced that they were working on like a single player campaign for Gwent. Mm -hmm. And I think that ended up getting spun off into this game. Um, the Gwent Gwent had a lot of issues in the last year and there uh there's an update coming out to Gwent shortly called uh homecoming or something like that and it's a re- revamp of the entire game because they basically noted that they made a lot of mistakes and uh, are trying to fix those and make it a more both a more fun experience for those that want to play competitively but also especially for those that want to play more casually as well um, and that is that is launching at a similar time but this throne breaker is completely separate um yeah, there's no, like, trailer or anything like that at this point. Um, I, I'm interested to see what the gameplay actually ends up looking like. Um, but I, it's, it's got a fucking Witcher logo on it, so I will buy the shit out of that. Uh, so coming out October 23rd. So first it'll come for PC, uh, and then Xbox One and PS4 is coming on December 4th. Um, so a couple months later, about a month, just over a month later, I guess, on that front. Um, but, yeah, it sounds, sounds super, super cool.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Um Tokyo Game Show is just starting. Sony had their pre show. Um they um they released some footy for a uh from the studio that made Yakuza um I can't find the freaking name of it. Um Judge. It's called Judge. It's called Judge. Mm-hmm. And it's like a third person um detective story where with like uh beat 'em up um uh mechanics. So uh, that seems pretty cool, but uh, TGS, um,
0: t- it starts on Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah.
1: oh, here's their Sony lineup. Here's the Sony lineup. Um, it's Combat Seven, Beat Beat Saber, Tetris Effect. So this is all kind of uh space Space Channel Five VR. This is all kind of stuff that we already know.
0: Space Channel Five VR. Yeah,
1: man. Um, did you see that video I sent you this morning of that girl the, doing like the sci-fi, like. Uh, I didn't watch oh, it. Oh well, that's that's actually.
0: I saw it. I didn't watch th- it.
1: Though. That um, that is the uh, is "Ooh La, La from. Space uh, okay. 5. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kill a kill a game. Just a bunch of, bunch of weeb shit. So, um, <laughs> stuff that pops out should be pretty cool. I expect to see. I expect to see more um, um. Death Stranding stuff. Death Stranding stuff. Um.
0: Yeah, like some like they'll tell us what the fuck it is. It's g- a
1: good game, okay?
0: How do you know it's a good game? Kojima. Is it even a game? Kojima. Is it a movie? It's a visual novel. We for all we know. Yeah.
1: It's 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 a vis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five was a Kojima game too, and that sh- that was so disappointing. Did you beat it? To me.
1: No, I gave
0: up, and when the when I fucking got dropped in Afghanistan, and I was like, oh, more of this shit, and then I stopped playing. After there was like no cutscenes for ninety five hours,
1: man, that I love that game. That's why
0: you don't play like I play Metal Gear for the crazy stories and the cutscenes. and, and was you like didn't no finish cut it
1: because the last like act of that game is just so much narrative that's just all over the place, and the ending is so, why so cool. They
0: should take some of that narrative and put it in the rest of the game.
1: I don't blame blame Konami. Don't blame Kojima. Don't be, <laughs> I, don't be I mean, don't be I'd, mean I'd, to our sweet baby boy. <laughs> Um Capcom Vancouver closes? This is surprising. Yes.
0: Yes. Rest in Rip. So this was a team that yeah, this so this was a team. They had some layoffs earlier this year. They basically ended at, like they made Dead Rising and then all of the Dead Rising games and basically just became the Dead Rising studio. Um but uh the employees that were not laid off found out today that uh, 158 of uh, the people employed uh will lose their jobs due to the shutdown. Um, there will be a skeleton crew that will remain until January, 2019, uh, to finalize closure operations. Um, but that studio has been around since 2005. So it's been around for about 13 years at this point. And yeah, they made all the dead rising games. They laid off 30% of the studio back in February. Um, yeah, they did puzzle fighter and dead rising, um, yeah, that's it's unfortunate for them. Yeah, um, a lot. Apparently, a lot of them. This is via Kotaku article. A lot of them have been moving, jumping ship over to EA, which has a gigantic uh, building in Vancouver. Um, they've been moving over to EA over the past few months. So, yeah, hopefully, they can all find some new jobs because Vancouver is expensive.
1: Uh, tell me about it.
0: Uh, I, I, nah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so uh god i was looking for a thing and i got lost so sorry right, rest rest and rip um <laughs> where is it, this kind of kind of it the like the big the big stuff um do you know the uh, about the streamer doctor disrespect uh doctor disrespect rings a bell so he is a pretty big um uh, Twitch streamer he blew up with PUBG but he's been around for like 20 years um he's, he he has this like a uh, uh, he's a very like super action man kind of character he, he, you know he's got he's got a, a you know a super action hero voice and he's got a you know big flowing black hair and he's loud and like in your face and blah 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 okay well um in um last week his house got dr- got drive by twice um really yeah, and he uh, broke character for the first time on stream and um
0: like while he was streaming
1: that's terrifying so people did drive-bys on his house um what does he have like enemies he's a twitch stream why do people why do people do anything on 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 twitch for you know like uh swatting or all any of that other crap
0: for so do you think he did it on purpose
1: no somebody somebody like found out where he lives
0: Oh, I thought you were saying he was doing it to get attention. No,
1: somebody like came and shot up his house.
0: Yeah, but I thought you were saying that he, it was like an inside job. Oh, no,
1: no. I mean, he was inside when it happened.
0: No, but like an inside job, like he planned it because now everyone's talking about it. Even if you don't watch Twitch or know who it is. No,
1: somebody shot his house. He was inside the house.
0: Maybe it was like just like a firecracker.
1: Um, he, he says it may be a BB gun, but it was the second time that it happened. But leave, mm.
0: leave. That's pretty crazy. Leave, though. Pretty leave crazy. streamers
1: alone, guys. Come on. All right.
0: Leave, leave Brittany, leave Brittany, Brittany alone.
1: alone. Um, and I think that's it for news. Um, did you guys touch on the Battlefield Five delay?
0: No, tell me about it.
1: So there was this. Um, oh, let's uh let's put it in a nutshell. And the when. And you know me, I love, I love incendiary topics. Um, <laughs> so when, um, when Call of Duty World War II came out, there was this backlash of saying like, hey, you know, the, the Nazi army didn't have black women serving in, in their military. Um, the United States army didn't have black women serving in the military. They didn't, they, we didn't have women on the front lines. Um, and why are you injecting this stuff into the game? And there was the the, mm-hmm. the thesis was, and this is you know exactly how identity identity politics go. The moment that you are against something, you're, you know, you know, you hate women, and you know, blah blah blah. Well, let's not go down that that um, you know. It's it's about ethics and games journalism. Um, but uh, Activision was able to explain it off, saying like, hey, the story mode of 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 Call of Duty uh, World, World War Two. You know it, it has all the stuff in it um there's no cut content, and it's historically accurate. the multiplayer we want to be a, we want people to be able to put their avatars into the game so if you built a black mm-hmm. female, you can fight on the Nazi army that's right, all right that was cool so that 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 explained it off to me and i i felt i felt that that was a very um apropos response so then uh the battlefield five trailer came out a while ago and this this is also just like at the the, the tip of the iceberg of how dice and e a just fumbled so hard with this this introductory media campaign the um mm-hmm. the trailer came out and it was just it it was super hokey it was super hokey there was um a British soldier running around with a katana there was people shooting grenades out of the sky <laughs> um, there was a um a scottish no there was a british soldier with like a cricket bat that had like nails in it um, there was a um There was a uh, a Scottish no no the the Scottish soldier had the cricket bat with 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 nails in it and there was a British soldier that had a um, a fake arm a prosthesis arm and it Mm -hmm. looked like fucking it looked like pants on head retarded like just it did not fit the battlefield um, experience where you know you're going it's it's more they're usually more simulation um heavy
0: but is this is this just for the battle royale mode or is this all, all like the whole all of it. game all, all of oh it. really
1: um and they kind of at least in my eyes redeem themselves later and i'll get to that at the end um when they finally release their app uh, of their appropriate trailer but this this trailer came mm-hmm. out and it was like what is this shit like why there was there be there'd be no way that a British soldier would have a katana and there'd be no way that there'd be somebody with a robot like claw arm on the front line of anything. Like if you shot your toe off, they sent you back home. I, like, we, we weren't short of bodies in world war two. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't like world war one. So, um, the internet was like, this is historically inaccurate. And of course the response was, Oh, you're racist. You hate women. You hate Crippled people. And so there was immediately like this divide. But this, there was a CMO, chief marketing officer at EA, was in a, uh, was famously reported saying, like, all right, well, this is what our game is. If you don't like it, don't buy it.
0: Right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, surprise, surprise, Um, pre orders are down 80%. uh, from their projected and 89% be- and they are down 89% behind Call of Duty Blackout so much so that um, Battlefield 5 has been pushed from October into November and there's rumors that they are going to be pushing out a Call of Duty or uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 HD remake as a pre-order bonus oh to, shit to sweeten the pot um, that- but after those numbers came out the individual who, was, who made that statement Beep! was let go
0: (laughs) so he like he did that as himself like he publicly came out and we're like yeah nobody's pre-ordering this or did they just find out who
1: no when they had their their earnings call like they had their their earnings call and they're like yeah like everything's down 80 percent we're behind call of duty 89 percent yeah and when that came out that guy got fired because he was famously said this is the game now if you don't like it just don't buy it like quit being a piece of shit." and nobody bought Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. and it was and i think this is the second time in two big blunders with ea the first one being the battlefront microtransactions where people are responding with their dollars and it um the message is heard so
0: like like is anybody like is him saying that actually going to affect anything like or are they just not buying it because they watched the footage and thought it would look stupid and not like Battlefield, and that's why they decided not to?
1: Um, I I don't have an answer to that. EA seems to think so because they fired, fired. him over yeah yeah. Um, and he was very incendiary. He he was saying like oh you know he was I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said some very offensive statements sure. to like his customers. Um, and if you're gonna you know. Spit in the face of your market and say like oh you're you're being completely irresponsible and shitty, uh,
0: uh-huh. and
1: they like, all right, I'm not gonna you know patron your company anymore. you know, you shot yourself in the foot um, and that that continued on a series of like marketing drops where they didn't release any other content or any other let's plays. They invited YouTube creators to come. And play the game, but not record mm-hmm. any of the content. So for a like just for of,
0: feedback and stuff.
1: Well, they were like, "Yeah, come in and demo it, and then on your YouTube channel talk about it, but you can't record anything." So yeah. there was this span of months where um, YouTubers were saying like, "Yeah, I checked this out. This is like this. Um, there's going to be a a um, an entrenchment mechanic where you can build walls and and sandbags and stuff like that." But you know, everyone was describing it very poorly. And so because of all of this I was like man I'm just like I'm like I'm not interested in it um this mm-hmm. isn't like if the the company is going to be you know uh, you know way too abrasive with it if it's going to be this goddamn cartoon cavalcade of you know one-armed snipers uh jumping through walls with samurai swords like I'm I'm not <laughs> like I'm not I'm not down but a couple of weeks ago they released like a 6 minute like, fully interactive trailer. Yeah. Full redemption. They fully have redeemed themselves. Um, they, the the new content seems, um, there's probably going to be some hokey stuff, and another, another complaint was like, um, well, you know, Battlefield can't be realistic, because in Battlefield 2, you could jump out of a plane, shoot a rocket launcher, and then jump back in. Like, how is that realistic? And my personal counterpoint to that is, you can be, authentic and and true to your setting and your theme but if your game engine if if the exploitation of the game engine allows for some crazy stuff that's right. you know that's that's just you know you know that's how good, that's how that's how rocket jumping got created when, when people in Quake realized oh I can shoot the floor and you know use that uh, splash mm-hmm. damage as um, you know leverage so that was that was my response to that but um like the new the new trailer came out it looks super dope. Um, the entrenchment um, mechanic is really cool. You can build trenches, sandbags. You can have um, pillboxes, m- machine gun nests. Um, there's going to be five story modes, um, and they're all going to center around s- s- stuff that we haven't really like seen before. So um, yep. there's going to be some, uh, some of the, um, uh, the Dutch... Dutch resistance soldiers. There's going to be one. Um, the last one's got me really intrigued. It's called the 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 last uh, panzer, and it's it sounds like you're going to be playing like heavy like German like tank um, narratives. So they, you know, there were, you know, there was definitely soldiers, um, you know, female soldiers in the, the Russian front and the Dutch front not necessarily in like the British front. So they were, they were piecing all the bits and pieces and and their original trailer just was really like, um, disingenuous, but Mm -hmm. they've got, um, uh, the thing that's really got me going is that they have this, um, basically like this grand scale battle that's coming where you can jump in at any time and fight this battle. That's going to be raging 24 seven across the entire, uh, playable map for, um, for battlefield and it's going to like go for like a month and there's going to be different chapters and events and stuff that's pretty cool yeah so uh, battlefield 5 is completely redeemed itself in my eyes so are you planning to pick it up then yes yes absolutely
0: are you have you given them your pre-order
1: no absolutely not
0: what if uh battlefield bad company 2 remake becomes a pre-order bonus <laughs>
1: that's that's going to be something i'm going to we're, we're going to have to get to that 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 bridge when, when when we get there. Um I still need to get a new video card. Um I mm. still need, and I'm still looking for a new job. So, um I
0: mean you could get it for your PS4.
1: Oh, hun No, I can't do that. Not to my ba- Not 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 to my beautiful Battlefield. I can't play mm. Battlefield on a console. Why not? That's just sacrilege.
0: <laughs> what uh what kind of graphics card you got right now? How old is it?
1: Um it is a 2014. So it's a few it's a FX.
0: So it's like the same age as the PS4.
1: Um, it's actually, it is, I think it's the same video card that's in the PlayStation 4. <laughs> um, it's an AMD FX 5870, but I have the the twin, but I want to get one of the new RX 580s. Mm. Oh no, I don't have the 5870. God, that's from like 2009. I have, um, uh, R9 290X two. So anyway,
0: sounds fast.
1: Yeah. Well, it was.
0: The more letters and numbers it has, the faster it is, right?
1: RTX ray tracing. Oh, did you see The Verge? Did you see their video? No. So, The Verge put out a video of, like, how to build a custom gaming PC.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: And it was... Uh, it was was on it Neelay the- Patel? Uh, no. He doesn't
0: work for The Verge anymore, does he? Or is he still there?
1: I don't know. He's, he's polishing his bracelet collection. Um, <laughs> it was, like full of like so much misinformation and it was so badly done. Um, the internet tore it apart and it got taken down in like 12 hours.
0: No way.
1: It was so bad. It was absolutely like he was putting like dual channel memory um, in opposite channels on the motherboard. He was, he installed the the power supply in upside down. So it was sucking in hot air as opposed to cold air. He was saying like, careful, you don't want, you want to make sure that the power supply touches the rubber grommets on, on the case otherwise it might short out and blow up the system it's like no those rubber gommets are vibration like shock absorbers and he didn't like put all the screws in on the on the heat sink he didn't install the fans on the radiators like it was oh uh, he, man he kept calling zip ties tweezers what <laughs> he was like see get yourself you really want to get some tweezers so you can keep the cables tidy and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> that's it,
0: ridiculous yeah
1: it was for for being a digital tech magazine they really shit the bed on that one yeah like, hard hard
0: that's crazy
1: like the verges hit or miss for me um but this was a total total duff total duff major miss so
0: <laughs> so don't watch that video if i want to learn how to build a gaming. it PC. doesn't
1: doesn't exist anymore
0: i mean nothing everything you can't delete any you can't delete things off the internet
1: I delete you off the internet. Oh, sounds like it. Sounds like I've got a bad moral compass.
0: Sounds like you do. Uh, speaking of moral compasses, this week's mission objective is: How has your moral compass in games changed over the years? Why don't you start?
1: Um, I used to um, when I was like a little kid, and I first started like consuming like a, like a little bit older. Fiction and narratives, I always sided with like the bad guy. I always loved. The okay. Villain. I always love the villain. Like you just
0: kill like kill everyone.
1: Yeah. Like when, like when I, when I, when I first saw Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, yeah, fuck Goku, go Vegeta. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, I'm Vegeta. I love it. Um, always love the bad guy, and um, it, and that's true to an extent now, but I used to always go like, like full renegade, uh, full Sith. Um, one of my, one of my favorite um, one of my favorite things ever was I was uh, playing uh, uh, Mass Effect One and I was going to full renegade. I, I had some Paragon stuff, I, and this goes into it. Like as I got older, I realized like how would I be in this situation? Like oh, I would really want to save these people and be like you know lick, instead of like lick my boot. Um, I uh, I blew up um, I blew up Nuketown. In Fallout three, yeah. So I did that, um, just because I didn't, I didn't trust anybody there. Um, but I, I say that you know, depending, growing up, I went from from more like you know, kill all the, kill all the innocents and and rule the world to situational. Sometimes you know, oh, we want to save these guys. Um, there was a, the brief moment I played The Witcher three. There was one side quest where you had to go find. I think, uh, I think it was like a this dude's dead wife that was in the bottom of a well, <laughs> like, and you had to like quell her ghost, and you could kill her or you could like put the ghost to rest and like get the ring mm-hmm. and the, the note. And so, I, I I took kind of the more like, you know, um, you know, upper end um, adventure, but um, or, or, yeah. or or choice. So I, I say I say over the years it's definitely shifted from more like black and white too there's there's a definite gray area which i think is a great analog for growing up as a um a young boy in the uh the western united states you know i used to be uh, very uh black and white and now i'm very gray um much like my mood and my depression um Ooh. but um one of my favorite things ever and it was i was playing mass effect one and i just got back from doing some renegade shit uh, were they called renegade or was it called paragon Mass Effect.
0: I feel like Paragon rings a bell, but I only played the latest Mass Effect and not that much. Gotcha.
1: So I was doing some of the bad shit and I came back mm-hmm. and this a news reporter comes running up to me and she's like, Shepard, Shepard, what do you what do you say about the stuff that you did on, you know, Delta Five and she was being like super crazy and um and she was you know, I was doing like, you know, milk toast middle of the road, like answering her questions, but She said one, and it gave me a Paragon response that was like, uh, that was, uh, end the interview. And I'm like, all right, let's just end the interview. And (laughs) Shepard's like, I'm sick and tired of your disingenuous accusations. And he reels back and punches her right in the face. (laughs) And I'm like, whoa, Shepard, you went from zero to 100 in a second. (laughs) And, And apparently she comes back in all of the Mass Effects, and you can just bust her lip open in all of them.
0: Every time. Every
1: time. And I I only played the first one. I was like, whoa, maybe this Paragon is taking, maybe, you know, going rogue is a little bit, uh, I need to like dial it back a little bit. But that's a little bit bit on on Bioware for being a little bit vague with like end the interview. Oh, I'm just going to smash her face in.
0: I feel like the latest uh, Fallout, not to that level, I don't think, but Fallout 4 was very much like that where it's like, the choice is like one word and you're like okay this will happen and then like it just blows completely out of like i did not expect that and now there's a giant war going on just based on my one answer (laughs) that didn't say like it's it's pretty funny when that happens because it can be so different than what you're expecting just based on the little like preview of what the answer may be
1: type Uh, thing yeah but how about how about you
0: uh it's an interesting one like honestly i feel like it hasn't really changed and i feel like i wish that i like so i as far back as i can remember any of these games where it's like you can be good or bad or whatever like um you know you just have these choices to make i feel like i always 100 percent of the time make the good person choices like uh you know in fable i was always the good guy and in the bioshock in bioshock i saved all the little sisters and um just every game, like, I'll take on, like, whatever I need to be good, and I never, you know, in Skyrim and, and and all those games, like, I never steal anything or whatever, and it's like, I wonder, you know, Infamous, like, I'm going the good path, like, just the best path that I could possibly take, like, and I don't know why, like, I feel like, like, I feel like a lot of these games, it's like, you are, you're the hero in the game. And, and that is, I, in a lot of games these days, that is, that, that is not the correct word to use because you it is so fluid and you can branch out in whatever direction you choose or you feel like. Um, but then it's like, at, at the same time, I feel like once you choose a path, like, do you not have to stick on that path? Like, if I go good and I'm 50% of the way through the game and I'm like, I'm going to be bad now, like, now I'm just weak because i am not no longer building up to the strongest skills on the good tree or whatever if it's that sort of game but now i'm starting at the bottom from the evil tree and i feel like i feel like the games feel and maybe it's just me but they feel fluid in that you can choose whether you're going to be good or bad but once you choose you are punished if you try to change that and i feel like i don't know if i could just run around like run around just killing everyone and blah blah blah. I know
1: and- I know with when I think of like a, a moral compass system, I think of Knights of the Old Republic and I think of Mass Effect. And and at mm-hmm. least in those two you just gained points in like different meters. You never you were never punished. So in the case of like punching the reporter, I would gain like rogue points. Um and my I rogue okay. meter would go up and that would mean certain things where uh mm-hmm. or if I did good things like that meter would go up. And the same thing with um um kotor um but it you know if you hit a certain level then oh you can use force electricity because that's not that's not a jedi power um but you mm-hmm. weren't like you know crippled from doing other stuff
0: <laughs> that makes sense i guess that's i and i feel like maybe i'm basing it like mostly on i feel like fable was very like a scale yeah yeah and it was like now if i'm gonna do bad stuff like now i'm just lose like i'm going negative and and i'm losing out on stuff but yeah and i feel like just generally i don't want to be an asshole whether that's in real life or in a video game <laughs> but like is it actually fun or stress relieving to like i'm just gonna kill these people instead of like doing whatever like who knows i don't because i've never played a game like here's that. Um, here's
1: here's a, a good situation for me um modern warfare 2 came out and they had the level no russian are you familiar
0: yeah i think that was modern warfare 1
1: though uh no, it as it was Modern Warfare 2. It's Call of Duty, okay. and it doesn't doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. They had no Russian, and then if you don't know, you are playing a character that is undercover with some Russian terrorists, and you go into a Russian, um, or you go into a airport, a Moscow airport, yeah, yeah. and um, you you are with these guys that are shooting all the civilians, and they're just like shooting up the place and killing as many people as possible. And in the elevator, he's like, well, actually at the start of the game, you can say, like, hey, there's a really like do you want to
0: Because you can choose to skip that mission, yeah, can't
1: you? Cause because it real had it didn't have any like like major narrative importance. They basically just said like, oh, these are the bad guys. Um mm-hmm. But um I uh when that um that level started, like, they ran on the elevator and just started shooting people. I didn't pull a trigger for a minute. I was like, huh, this show's a little weird. Like this like this felt odd. And for like a good like forty five mm-hmm. seconds to a minute I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. And then I and then I kind of put myself into like, okay, well what if I was there? They'd be like, Why aren't you shooting anybody? What's wrong with you? So then like I had to play the mm-hmm. part and I didn't necessarily enjoy it. Um so there was, you know, obviously some sort of moral compass kind of spinning around on uh on the dial with that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, you sound, you sound so interested. Mm-hmm. No, I, mm-hmm. 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 now I feel like that's a good
0: like that's a good point. I don't re- I, th- I don't remember how I played that level, um, but uh, I I just feel like it's yeah it's I feel like I want to be more. Um, I just kind of came I aqua- came across this question, and I feel like I want to be more aware of when games give you those choices and like why I'm choosing what I'm choosing because I just always default to the good path, and. I don't know, like, what am I missing out on in these games that I could, like, you know, storyline-wise, like, what if it's more interesting to go the other way, or whatever? Um, maybe I should give that a shot in the next game that allows it, me to give do it a so. a shot.
1: Well, you, uh, in the next game that allows you to do that, you should do it and let us know on the next episode of the Geekscape Games podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man doesn't have a system like that, and that's probably all I'll play until next it's week. T- it's
1: so. time to a new game. As always, you can find us on geekscape.net, on Twitter, at Geekscape Games. I am at Shane O'Hare on Twitter, the Shane O'Hare on Instagram, SSJakin on gaming platforms, Walter Chips Pound seventeen twenty five on battle.net. Started picking up. It's started a lot picking things. up World of Warcraft. Play with my girlfriend. Oh shit! So, yeah,
0: well, I I think I did. You tell me about this? Maybe, maybe. So. But you guys are only playing when you're together. Uh, was that you? No. But it's like, okay, that was someone um, else.
1: Um, she. I'm moving a character over to her server, and she's like. Um, Do you remember Chesty Melons? Of course. How could I forget? I brought her back, but I I I'm so (laughs) lost. So we're gonna we're gonna.
0: Is that like like that character still exists? And you were able to pick that character up again? Chesty Melons. When is the last time you played that Uh, character? I
1: think it was like 2000. Like, oh god, the last time the character got created like 2006. But the last time I played it was um 2014 when I. Installed it to get that email that the guy sent me from that story that I told Juan, <laughs> so
0: to, to read on yeah, the show. Yeah,
1: and so yeah, read it on the show. But we'll tell that later. But uh yeah, uh, Walter Chips, uh, pound seventeen twenty five on BattleNet. Um, let's play some Overwatch. Uh, let's let's get ranked. I
0: uh, I wish they would release World of Warcraft on consoles. Just but I. I'm <laughs> at t cranavelt on Twitter, and I'm Captain K seventeen across
1: gaming platforms. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys on your next. Episode. Bye, buddy. Bye. Oh wait, no shit. Hold on, I got a uh, I got a funny story. I got a quick funny story. This is this is a bonus story. You ready for a bonus story? I'm ready. So uh, my buddy Grant um, um, was at his house, and his roommate was playing PUBG on the Xbox. And the, he walks over and takes his headset off and hands it to Grant. And he's like, "Hey." Here and he's like, "What? I don't want to fucking play." He's like, "Hey, this guy wants to talk to you." He's like, "What?" And he puts the phone on, or a headset on, and it's a, it's this guy that that used to DJ in Alaska that moved to London, and he was like, he's like <laughs> Grant, he's like, yeah, it's like, hey, it's DJ Ross. He's like, what the fuck? He was playing PUBG. notice that Grant's.
0: They just randomly got in the same PUBG that match.
1: Grant's, Roommate's username had 907 in his name, which is our area code. We have one area code for Alaska, and he's like, Hey, 907, are you in Alaska? And he's like, Yeah, he's like, Hey, do you know Grant Elliott, DJ Gray? And he's like, Yeah, he's my roommate.
0: <laughs> Holy shit.
1: <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah, what how the what that's like, that's like broken. Remember that broken wing story? That's like way better than that, <laughs> way better than that. It's, that is yeah. unbelievable. How is that possible? It, it, it's Worlds apart, man. Worlds apart. So, all right, we'll see. Now, we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye.